0: Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Mr. Bobrock, live at the PHNX studios in downtown Phoenix. That's not where Mr. Bobrock was earlier today. He was at a certain week two OTAs. With Bo a certain quarterback in attendance. But first and foremost, how are you today, sir? I'm doing great. It was it
1: was nice to get out in the heat, watch some football, some practice, get kind of reacclimated to that organization. And then the the gift that keeps on giving, Kyler Murray back in uniform out there in his short shorts, tossing passes.
0: It was greatness. Uh I'm excited to talk about it. So I was surprised when word on the street was he was going to show up. You even had had texted me this morning that you would talk to maybe like a, a team employee that said, I don't expect him here today. Right. And then there he was. Number one, strolling out to the practice field. So your initial takeaways, if you can have any from an OTA, how did he look? How did he move? What was the vibe with the rest of the team? Should we feel good about the contract situation?
1: Yeah, I think you absolutely should feel good. The, the team was vibing off Kyler Murray, no doubt about it. Not to sound like an old guy trying to use young people's words, but there was definitely a different vibe around the facility today, and they were kind of parlaying that into a solid practice. And you know, it was you know after the tragedy that was over the weekend with Jeff Gladney yeah. losing his life, I think a, it showed leadership for Kyler Murray to, to come out today, and it seemed like this was going to already in the works before anything went down. But uh, for him to be there, I, it just it felt more official for this team. And the rookies out there and, and the players that were going to be there anyway were excited to get out there and catch passes. I mean, Rondell Moore t- spoke to the media. It's just like when you, when he's in there and he's scrambling and he's just improvising, you get that kind of game feel with Kyler Murray that you don't necessarily get from maybe some of your camp arms back there, your Trace McSorley's, no, no disrespect, but – you know, he's not Kyler Murray.
0: Shout out to producer Emma for this phenomenal production oh, yeah. value and this uh, footage we're airing right now for our audio listeners. We're showing some highlights today live from OTAs, PHNX Cardinals at OTAs. And I mean, Kyler looks fantastic. I mean, he, he looked healthy to me in the offseason from what we saw in his Instagram stories. But I mean, this this is a young man who and we'll hear from Cliff Kingsbury here in a minute is ascending to the point where they need the best version of Kyler Murray. They have roster holes. They have glaring weaknesses defensively. They're missing DeAndre Hopkins for the six, first six weeks. Do you, Bo, do you think there's any merit to the people who are saying that, and I'm not necessarily 100% on board with this theory, but it's like you suffer a tragedy like Jeff Gladney losing his life, and the team looks to their leaders. They look to the guys that are, I'm um, going to, you know, galvanize this locker room. And Kyler Murray maybe thought to himself, okay, I need to be there for my teammates in this very difficult time. And we we talked about yesterday. I don't think Kyler had a relationship with Jeff Gladney, but just to be kind of the unspoken leader of this team. Is there any merit of that? Or was this, you know, we hear from some other folks like Kyle Odegaard and company who used to work for the team saying, no, this is kind of always calculated. He was just going to show up for week two. I don't know if I can buy that, Bo, because the Schefter tweet from two weeks ago it seemed pretty emphatic, like, He's not coming at all. And then, like, a week later, he's there? I think – I don't know. There's something to be said about that. Well, I mean, Schefter's
1: tweet was about that week specifically. And this is the next round of OTAs, and there's another round next week. And Cliff Kingsbury said today that – I mean, and we don't have this clip, but he said – and I'll just paraphrase Cliff. He was saying, like, I don't know if he's – it's a day-by-day thing. We're in constant communication – he just happened to to come to this round of OTAs. I don't know if he'll be at the next one. I'm sure he'll be at mandatory June 14th through 16th. But, no, it, you're absolutely right. I don't think that there, it's insignificant as far as Kyler Murray being there and this organization needing him to be there to kind of help take this group in, in a very tr- – brutally uh, devastating trying moment this this group of guys who are trying to figure out what the hell just happened you know one of their teammates left for a week and and isn't coming back and you know for kyler murray to be there uh cliff also mentioned you know kelvin beecham who's a great locker room guy dj humphreys uh justin Pugh, all those guys being in the building it, it helped this group having its stars its leaders there i mean it was pretty much everybody but deandre hopkins today um, it, it it certainly helped because everybody you know got together before they hit the practice field. From from the reports, our Cliff Kingsbury had a very uh, a, a solid you know message to the team. Uh, kind of told the story about Jeff Gladney and where he started. You know, small town in Texas, and and Cliff Kingsbury recruited him. Town of four thousand people, I believe, and kind of his his road to where he you know ended his career here with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, He said that, you know, everybody had said that Cliff kind of nailed that and uh, had them in a good spot. And then they were going to go out to an establishment out in Chandler, Tempe area as a group. Rondell Moore says, you know, we just want to show each other that that we love each other and and that we appreciate everybody and and make sure that we're we're doing it right. And and we're grieving right. And we're going to do this as a team.
0: Optics or not, it's. I mean, Kyler Murray showing up today. I, I speaks to a lot of us. Get to some of these comments in the chat. Josh Hunt, Kyler showing up at OTAs was definitely the pick me up the Cardinals needed. I agree with that. I think Kyler recognized that the leadership opportunity and showed up when needed. Absolutely. And I, it's not to say he he pounced at this opportunity. This is this is a a, a ploy. This is just Kyler being Kyler and saying, "My teammates need me. I'm going to show up." Uh, Chris Ramos, Kyler is proving to me that he is a great leader. And he deserves that contract. I, I mean, to me, it's like you want to pick and choose your spots in the off season, That's fine, but when your team needs you, like they did today, you show up, and that's what leaders do. So, um, you know, I, we're not we don't have to have, sit here on this conversation and say they lost a teammate. Where's their quarterback? Their right. quarterback was was there. The quarterback was supportive of the team. Um, and again, those two things he may have always planned may have always planned on being there today. But I just to me, Kyler Murray by showing up today, contract or not, we saw from a couple of national reporters, I think Mike Gower follow of the NFL Network, say it's just a sign of good faith. Like, mm-hmm. hey, guys, I'm ready to work. We got a lot of work to do. The offseason, we've had roster turnover. We've had suspensions. We've got a tragedy. But you know, number one is is, is going to come here and he's going to battle to the best of his ability. And, and Cliff Kingsbury kind of said as much of needing more from Kyler Murray uh, during his press conference today. To see Kyler out here? It's good. Yeah, it's good. I thought, um, <clears throat> you know, having him, having
1: on Pew, Hollywood, um, Hump, that, that's always good. A lot of starters back, and so I thought the work was good. It's spirited, and um, it was nice. Is he giving you good So you mentioned
0: Hollywood in there, too, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got our first glimpse of Hollywood Brown out there, number two for the Arizona Cardinals. Number one on your wide receiver depth chart to start the season. Uh, Yeah, and already stepping in a leadership role, which is, I think that's pretty key. I mean, as people continue to kind of pan that trade, Johnny, when you can flip the twenty-third overall pick with all the the wide receiver prospects picked off that branch, you get a guy who has a thousand yards, and he comes in, he's got the work ethic, and he's got the speed that Cliff Kingsbury says put is at another level, and then Mm -hmm. he's already kind of stepping up as a leader. That's that's huge for the Arizona Cardinals.
0: Was he catching passes from
1: Kyler from your vantage point? So I was trying to uh, get that. I was trying to capture the, the, the Kyler Wood connection. And uh, I was on a, it was never saw it. I saw a couple passes from Colt McCoy to Hollywood Brown, but never saw Kyler Murray connect with him. Uh, The way that you, they position you at practice. You you are probably a good 50 to 60 yards from where they're playing catch. Uh, So, it was tough to see. And they line all four, four quarterbacks that are in camp up together. So you've got them throwing different passes, different receivers. Never saw the Kyler Wood connection that we've all been craving.
0: Well, it's coming. New uh, time. It's OTAs. Right. It's not mini camp. It's not mandatory anything. It's not training camp. Uh, what were some of your other takeaways, Bo? We're going to talk about Vance Joseph. We're going to talk about sure. the defense in the second segment. But he mentioned Justin Puke, Kelvin Beach, him being back. He spoke to the media Um, it's funny, you know, Beecham has always been a really well put together guy. We've had him on this podcast before and, um, he, between he and Pew, they both look like they could play other positions. Like, What's going on with the offensive line? Do they all need to go to like they do they even have all you can eat buffets? Did they survive the <laughs> pandemic? Can we get you know a sizzler up in here for these guys to load up? A little concerning. Beach head yeah, I mean, smaller than mine.
1: Yeah, thank god we're two months away from the season. They got they got some chances to to beef up. I, I wish I could like uh if they got on my diet, they'd be all right. They could they could gain that weight any way that, any way possible. But yeah, Beecham's looking thin. You're right tackle, You're, you're starting guard, and, and Justin Pugh. We saw his Instagram post from a couple weeks ago. Uh, you know, a couple of the other takeaways. Uh, Trey McBride out there, seeing him in action, and Cliff yeah. Kingsbury talked about Trey McBride, and he's excited about Trey McBride as far as his athleticism, his work ethic you know, how he's how he's dialed in in practice. You have to be excited about the second rounder out of, uh, out of Colorado State, 55th overall. He's going to be a playmaker right away. I think Cliff Kingsbury is pretty confident about that. And also the conversation continued about Rondell Moore's, you know, new role in this offense. You know, he's going to take over, according to Cliff, you know, he's going to take over that, the, those slot snaps that we saw from Christian Kirk that earned him the bag in the offseason, what, over $17 million per uh, Rondell Moore is going to get an opportunity because uh, th- they mentioned, you know, Cliff was transparent about this. Like Rondell was chomping at the bit last season. He wanted to be a bigger player. He just didn't get the opportunity. And uh, now it seems like he's going to get it this year. And, and I think that's somebody we need to start paying attention to throughout training camp, throughout the preseason. And when the regular season kicks off, you know, in the absence of, of uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell
0: Moore could have a huge role for this team. Let's hear from Cliff, if we could, on the ascension of of Rondell Moore in year two. Um, He's worked really hard this offseason. He he feels like he's stepped into Christian's role and played a really high level inside there. And and we do, too. So um,
1: I just think the confidence is is high right now. And and he knows he's got a big opportunity coming up.
0: Confidence is high. You got to love that. (laughs) That's an interesting bite because it's like basically confirming like he's going to be Christian Kirk. 2.0 2.0 in, in this offense he's playing underneath in the slot which we all assumed it means five eight five seven and a half but then you think about okay hollywood brown is your other outside receiver aj green so that's your three receiver set right now and mm-hmm. then you mix in antoine wesley but man oh man you know you mentioned you know deandre hopkins not being there he's he's working rehabbing i watch his instagram he's been at the facility on and off that's not yeah. you know breaking news still trying to get right from you know the surgery he had last i believe december um but man, it's like taking that'll be six weeks into the season, I fully believe. It's like taking the cover off of the Ferrari and taking it for, for a speed down the interstate in like, you know, early November, <laughs> late October, whenever that is. Because right. you think about the gluttony of weapons, and we we won't see it until, you know, what is that? Like mid-October. Mm-hmm. We won't see it in the preseason. Kyler Murray didn't play in last year's preseason. When you have Rondell Moore in year two, Hollywood Brown. Um, Trey McBride, Zach Ertz, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you would hope that this this team, this unit offensively, they're gonna be as productive as any we've seen. I would say since that not Kurt Warner, Anquan Bolden, Larry Fitzgerald year, but like Palmer, Floyd, John Brown, Fitz kind of year. That that to me is what this offense is gonna look like, but then probably faster.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and Cliff was joking, like by week seven, they're all going to be cussing him out about what are they going to do with one football and all these weapons? This embarrassment of riches that the Arizona Cardinals have that you you just went down, including James Conner, who is out there today. Yeah. That the, you know, the, the, their star running back. So. You know, this is the year of the offense. I mean, we've seen, you know, the defense set the tone last year. The offense is going to have to be the tone setter this year. And, it you know, it's going to be it's going to come with Kyler Murray eventually securing the bag before probably the regular season. And then this embarrassment of riches. And if guys like I mean, we talk about Hollywood Brown and we talk about holding servant until DeAndre Hopkins. But if a guy like Rondell Moore pops, I mean, this yeah. offense, it goes to another gear. And that's
0: scary to think about. Speaking of Rondell Moore, you took a great photo. We have now on your Twitter of Hollywood Brown, Rondell Moore side by side. This, this, this got me emotional. I mean, seeing this photo, <laughs> this is this is great stuff, man. First of all, kudos to you, Bo Brock, snapping this pick. But number, I first of all, love the single digits. You've got Kyler Murray number one, Hollywood number two, Rondell number four. Between these two guys on their best day, we're talking easily sub four four, maybe four three speed. I know they're undersized. I know people are concerned about their durability, but man, you look at those two. I just mentioned Hopkins being a Ferrari. Those are like Ford, you know, or I don't even know, NASCAR. And we just had the <laughs> Indianapolis 500. That's like two. Right. <laughs> I'm not, I don't I'm good Formula at car analogy. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Formula yeah. One cars. Thank mm-hmm. you. That's what I was looking for. Just our Are you expecting both of those guys to have a a big kind of pop year, even though Hollywood's first year, Rondell, hasn't been healthy since 2018? I don't know another team that has those kind of weapons at this kind of gluttony of speed. I just I was trying to think of it today. Who has established receivers that both run sub four four? I don't know
1: maybe maybe in Miami but you got noodle arm to it down there and I don't know if you can get them the the football but and we know Kyler can he can chuck it man he can he can sling it downfield he was he was one of the best uh big big play passers in the league so you know and and Rondell mentioned somebody asked him are you the is Hollywood the fastest on the team and he said no that's I'm the fastest guy on the team. And oh, then, my God, then he, please race then, each other. And then, Yeah, and then he mentioned, you know, we, 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 they've got Andy Isabella. And I was like, oh, I forgot Andy is on the team. And then he also brought up – we all wrote, did. He said that AJ likes to lay – AJ Green likes to lay claim to that too. And AJ Green oh. was making some – I know.
0: But oh, yeah. it's hard
1: – if Rondell Moore is nearly as – him, who – who he ran a, what, a
0: sub 4-3. Rondell right? ran a – Rondell, I think he was in the four threes. Yeah. Because we he, remember, we didn't have a combine, so we don't really know. And in Hollywood, I don't think
1: we ever got an official forty time from him because he was nursing an injury. But those yeah. guys and Cliff said it, they have, you know, just different level speed. And uh if they can if they can somehow harness that with Kyler Murray being the one that kind of moved the chess pieces around, uh, the Arizona Cardinals offense should be fine without DeAndre Hopkins the
0: first six weeks of the season. I can't wait to bet the house. But both of those guys have monster years. And speaking of betting, uh, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the NBA champs to be crowned? We here in Phoenix are not. Still mourning the loss of our uh, Phoenix Suns in the NBA playoffs. But we got Warriors. We got Celtics. Join the finals action on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Starting tomorrow, the NBA Finals tip off. But you can bet right now via DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet. And get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals with DraftKings same game parlays? You can do just that this NBA season. A customer actually placed a $5 same game parlay, and Bo, they won over $5,000. Unbelievable. Actually, very believable with DraftKings. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team's going to win, total threes made. You know, there's going to be a lot with the Warriors. Total rebounds and more, and boom, you have a shot and an even bigger payout. Call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet make uh, any $5 bet during the NBA finals. to get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over. Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1 800 next step. New customer only. 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details. Jordan P. in the chat both says, Rondell was high for twos, but that was hand time. He's definitely four or three. I think both guys are like right on the money for three. And the thing I love about Hollywood Brown is we've seen his speed translates to the NFL level. Mm -hmm. Like we don't, I don't have to worry about We talk about this all the time. I love Chris Olave, right? I love Garrett Wilson. I love Traylon Burks, right? Johan Dotson. We would have been happy with any of those guys in the first round. We don't know how they're going to translate to the NFL. Now the Cardinals get a 24-year-old player who just came off his first 1,000-yard season, who we believe is going to ascend in an offense that complements his abilities. I I don't have to worry. Oh, yeah, I saw him do it against, you know, Purdue, Mm -hmm. or I saw him do it against Missouri, but I don't know if he can do it against the 49ers. Like... No. I have watched Hollywood Brown torch NFL secondaries for the first three years of his career. I have no concerns. I. I that's why I'm so bullish on him having a huge year. Yeah, and it's like these guys have, have kind of uh, hacked how to get those high or those low, low 40 times.
1: They, they yeah. figured it out. They, they, the training is now elite, and those mm-hmm. guys can get prepped. But yeah, as far as the game speed's concerned, the Arizona Cardinals have two guys that have game-breaking speed in their wide receiver core. And then they've got the guys – I love the diversity of, of the receiving – core now you've got you know your two tall uh you know z receivers potentially in wesley and aj green and then you've got of course the the guy that's got all the tricks and deandre hopkins once he gets back and then of course you can think about the middle of the field zach ertz and then trey mcbride it's just scary to think about you know how versatile they can be you know kyler murray is going to have so many different options to, to sling the football around the football the field uh and and to have those guys maybe Hollywood Brown or Rondell Moore sneak pass coverage, and they've got the speed to do it and just be in the open field. I mean, that's that that can take your offense to the next
0: level. It really can't. <laughs> it's crazy. Kyler Murray was robbed of his first 4,000-yard passing season uh, last year because of the injury. He almost still did it after missing three games. I think he hits 4,000 yards by, like, November. I think he's going to have a monster <laughs> passing season. Yeah. Um, Diego Perez in the chat. JJ said on the Pat McAfee show – uh, that Kyler was at the training facility yesterday, so Kyler's been back. First official return to the field was today. So we talked about the offense, Bo, which mm-hmm. we're bullish on. We it, we better be. It's the strength of the team. It's what's going to lead them to the playoffs. Um, quickly, let's get to Jordan's uh, question here: over under screens dump offs in a game called for Hollywood Brown. I will not put that put that uh, <laughs> over under right now because I don't want I don't want to get in a bad mood, Jordan. I don't want to talk about <laughs> those screens and dump offs. So we're going to talk. We're going to talk right. about something else here in the realm of defensive coordinator Vance Joseph. And, Bo, you had an opportunity to sit and listen to Vance today. What were your, some of your takeaways on a defense that maybe is a little bit of a, I don't want to call it turmoil, but transition mode, I think it's fair to say. It is, and you can you can tell. I mean, Vance Joseph doesn't hide from it
1: either. He, he's saying that, you know, young guys are going to have to step up for this for this defense. But uh, so he he pretty much – It's their time. Isaiah's calling it to us year, was going to a second year of first
0: round picks, they have to help us. You know, and um, it's it's heading that way. You know, I've been proud of for how much time he's put in. Isaiah's always been a good worker. You know, it's, it's the next step for him. Obviously watching him last year he made plays, you know, but
1: now he has to make consistent plays and not give up plays. You know, that's that's his next challenge and for Zabra to stand healthy and keep learning. But both guys are physically gifted,
0: you know, so we have to get those guys ready to play. so all the right things couple couple well he said it's trending that way no yeah. we've reached this point man it's, come on now uh he he is saying all the right things but um it's june 1st and i tweeted this out let's check back in on september 1st once the preseason's done training camp uh i think Zayvon collins is going to have a a big bounce back year um after essentially redshirting his his rookie season because I think he is he is the equalizer for this team's you know struggles against you know the, the running game and he he looked good in the preseason last year against the run in training camp the red and white practice I don't I just don't ever think that's going to be Isaiah Simmons game mm-hmm. and so when you know when you hear Vance Joseph say well he's got to be more consistent cuz he makes those splash plays I think part of that inconsistency Bo, comes from just you 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 dip your you know your finger in in too many different you know, desserts with Isaiah mm-hmm. Simmons, for lack of a better term. It's like, ooh, let me taste a little bit of outside linebacker right. and we're base defense, we're an inside, and you can play a little bit of slot corner. It's just like... It's Jack's, could, Jack of all trades, master yeah, of none. You know, I, c- I can never get comfortable. Right, and
1: I mean, with that skill set, uh, I mean, if you could just kind of isolate it And let him focus on on one thing, whether it's the coverage or whether it's getting after the quarterback or I mean, you you would think that you would he would be unstoppable in, in one of those areas of the game. Um, you know, and, and you have, and I saw in the chat, you you do have to take everything that Cliff and, and, uh, Vance Joseph say with a grain of salt. And look, you had to take that with the previous, uh, head coach in, or or the, before that in Bruce Arians, he was the king of hyperbole. Like some guys were the greatest, like Justin Bethel was the greatest corner on the team that had Patrick Peterson on it. And then he was a, he was a failure in progress. It, It was a, you know, there was no in between. Um, these guys definitely need to take a step forward. No doubt about it. We mentioned on on uh, Monday's podcast or Tuesday's podcast, excuse me. And then you've got a guy like uh, Simmons and Zabin Collins and you've got Vance Joseph saying, you know, they, they're finally getting their first full off season, which I don't think is necessarily fair. Uh, to the fan base, because every other organization is, has gone through all of this. The Arizona Correct. Cardinals weren't the only team that faced COVID and, and all and uh, you know different off seasons, gearing up for the for the NFL season. So I don't think that that's necessarily fair, uh, but I am excited if if they can because we do see traditionally Steve Kime draft picks really struggle their first year and then get significant snaps uh, a boost in snaps the next year and and start to figure it out.
0: Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys didn't have any problem last year with no off season, getting Micah Parsons to to right. transfer from inside to an outside linebacker and having yeah. one of the best rookie seasons in recent memory. Uh, and kudos to Dan Quinn for, for making that happen. We need that same kind of effort and, you know, kind of foresight from Vance Joseph, especially as people in the chat, classy, nasty, love that name. Maji Sanders will outperform all of them. Uh, took some video today, Bo, and he looked incredibly fluid. Uh, he's somebody, I think we're both incredibly high on from, from Cincinnati outside backer. But I listen with, when it comes to Simmons that I do believe this is a make or break season. I I think they'll pick up his fifth year option because he's, he's too productive. But like, what do you, what do you pay Isaiah Simmons at some point when you have to pay him? Um, because it's, it's, it's always going to come down to this. I think he's a productive NFL player. If he doesn't snap it pop this year, I hope he does. I think he's a productive NFL player but i he's not worthy of a if you're still asking questions you're three you've already answered the, the fact is is he worth a top 10 pick the answer to that is no i would i would flip the script if you're still having question marks about him playing inside um and the fact that you have a loaded safety room i would put him an outside linebacker and just see how he does and say hey isaiah you rush the passer at clemson it's one of the most valuable positions we lost chandler jones you know, we signed this Nick Vigil from Minnesota, who is a sub-starter. Like, Zaven Collins, at least, played inside backer at Tulsa. This is mm-hmm. a smaller level of competition than Clemson, but he knows the position, right? I, Isaiah, I've never seen Isaiah Simmons do it for, for 16, 17 weeks. Right. And it's not no. to say he can't, but, I mean, he didn't, he didn't start the playoff game. I was in the press box in Los Angeles, and I was sitting there, and the two starters were to start the playoff game against the eventual Super Bowl champion Matt, against Matthew Stafford's offense were Jordan Hicks and I can't even remember who the other it's inside linebacker was. I, he, I don't even think he's on the team anymore. Right, He was but a ham Sim- sandwich. Yeah. Simmons and Zayvon Collins, the last two first-round picks, were on the sideline. Now, they subbed in Simmons in sub packages, but he didn't start the playoff game. Right. So how no. can you lead me to believe now that he it's just he's just going to figure it out and say, like pick a pick a position and if it's not inside linebacker then that's fine but just if you're going to move him to safety put him at safety full-time right save me running i mean it,
1: it, if, if yeah. you look at the as far as what linebackers make and what safeties make linebackers if you ever have to franchise tag you're going to cost yourself about five million dollars compared to a safety so I, I don't know. You just want to find where he's going to be the most successful at the NFL level. And I think they do themselves a disservice by trying to just make him, you know, so versatile, still drink it out of a fire hose is trying to learn the defense and where he's supposed to be. And it uh, it really does limit his skill set um, and, and what his his impact on the game is, because if he's just out there and he's reacting, you see these big plays like him. Yeah standing up Derrick Henry or him stuffing Trey Lance or him making Mm. uh, he's a football player. Yeah. He's a football player. Absolutely. Um, So it's going to be so key for them to take a step forward in this defense. You mentioned my J Sanders, Cam Thomas saw them in coverage drills today. They look good. Um, You know, they, 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 it was like 50%. I also, I, I, I think from PHX, PHNX Cardinals on Twitter, we tweeted out, uh both of them in coverage but before that i had gotten them dropping a potential interception so you get Mm. you get the good with the bad with those guys
0: deflected deflected passes are fine with me but here's the key
1: in in Vance, in and this is another thing we're gonna have to hold his feet to the fire for you know come september october is he thinks that they can get they can pass they can rush the passer and hopefully he's going to give them an opportunity because it's going to have to be a rotation of guys opposite marcus golden
0: Well, and you've said it really well. It it doesn't have to be one singular guy. It can't be with the group that they have to replace Chandler Jones. Um, If Maji Sanders gives you four, if Cam Thomas gives you four or five, uh, if Devon Kennard gives you a handful, then you're in good shape. Um, Here's what I say, because I just spent five minutes banging on Vance Joseph and his development (laughs) of rookies, specifically an inside backer. Since the Cardinals have hired him as their D.C., he, they've always been able to rush the passer. Now, that was with number 55 lining off the edge, but he revitalized Hassan Reddick's career. It's a big part of why, before his injury, Dennis uh, Dennis Gardeck er, um, yeah, because- was, was a really productive, productive player. Um, I am hoping Devon Kennard is this year's Robert Alford, where I'm like, why is he on the team? He hasn't been healthy or hasn't been any good. Why don't we cut him? Well, they did kind of release him, re-sign him to the vet minimum. So he's basically playing for his, his football livelihood here with Arizona before he goes and, and is maybe a backup somewhere else. And that's that's a signing that Vance and company, they wanted him. He's Valley native. They signed him after the 2019 season. And, I mean, the the, the footage, you know, I, I go back to that long run, I think Seattle running back had in the game for the division last year, and he has a chance to to crash down on the edge and make a play, he's unblocked, and he he just whiffed. So I'm not very high on him, but I will leave it up to interpretation because I trust Vance to get pressure, to generate pressure, and he's done tremendous things with Marcus Golden. But I will say this, Jalen Blair in the chat brings up a good point. Um, Jalen says, I will also say it's not fair to judge these inside backers because they have played behind a horrible defensive line. Campbell left here and got behind a better D-line in Green Bay and became an all-pro. I think there is some truth to that. Um, and that goes us into our next topic of discussion, Bo. So you've got um, Zach Allen and you've got JJ Watt. Both of them are productive when healthy, but that's a big if. Can they stay healthy? The Cardinals and I don't think the team has announced it yet, but we knew they're releasing Jordan Phillips uh, post June first. You're going to get ten million dollars from Jordan Phillips' release. He is off. The, he's going to be off the team, and you're going to have an yep. extra ten million to play around with. Do you believe now? it's a more critical situation to get quality defensive line depth or because of inevitably the, the hole you have in your secondary with the loss of Jeff Gladney. Mm -hmm. um, Do you think, no, let's go and bring back somebody like Robert Alford first and then see what's left on the defensive line. Cause I would say there's more options at corner than there is defensive line currently.
1: Yeah. I think, I think the defensive secondary is the priority. And I actually felt that way before, uh, you still needed to add a vet to that group, and now it just becomes a bigger priority. I mean, I, for whatever reason, and call it naive, you know, Steve Kyman crew, they don't mind what they have in the middle of that defense. It, it doesn't seem like they, it, it's, it's, they don't have any sense of urgency in filling it. They haven't done it for maybe, hopefully, they're not kicking the tires like once again on Corey Peters at the nose tackle position, but, um, it doesn't seem you know i was watching richard lawrence and and lecky fo2 and those guys run drills today and they seem pretty content with those guys so uh, it is kind of the definition of insanity as far as the inside of that defensive line because they just keep running it back with the sim- similar results and struggling against the run but that's how the defense is set up like the defense is an opportunistic defense where they try to create negative plays and that's contingent on the pass rush uh get either you know blowing up a run play or taking down the opposing quarterback and putting you know their their high pressure uh downs are the first and second downs and sometimes you know they're willing to give up a big run play and that's going to make your run defense look like
0: crap especially statistically so well, I, don't I don't want to gloss over the signing of Kingsley Kiki because he did play a lot in green Bay. Um yeah. There's no Corey Peters. I don't assume he's coming back. And then Jordan Phillips is gone. So you've subtracted two, you've brought in one. They didn't draft kind of. one. I mean, Phillips, you couldn't rely on him. He just wasn't yeah. healthy enough. I mean, no, was, no, no. And that's, yeah. we never saw this defense with Phillips Chandler Jones and JJ Watt all together. And I think we were kind of robbed of that, but yeah, Phillips, I would not be surprised he ends up back in Buffalo. That's where he wants to be, and that's fine. Let him go and continue his career elsewhere. It wasn't good, a good signing. I would love the two young men you just mentioned, and like you photo, richard Lawrence, one of those guys to pop and do something this year. Uh, you know, they were both fourth round picks. So if all they are, are the rotational backups, that's fine. But a player we don't talk enough about is seventh round pick Michael Dogby who I think has the most promise of any of the young Mm -hmm. defensive linemen, maybe outside of Zach Allen, because of his ability to rush the passer. Um, And so I'm anxious to see what he looks like during the preseason, how this group shakes out. I would love if they went out and added like a Carlos Dunlap, somebody like that who knows the division, has the size to play five technique, is still available, um, and has wrecked the Cardinals offensive line before when the Seahawks Mm -hmm. made that trade for him two years ago. I remember that Thursday night game at Seattle. He was very productive yeah. had a couple sacks on Kyler Murray and they tend to go out and get guys that have impressed them in division. Um, but we haven't heard of a workout. Um, we've um, we brought up Robert Alford and Ella one five says Alford isn't coming back. I'm sure he's salty. We gave his number away, chose not to sign him. Listen, money changes everything. If they say, Hey Robert, here's $3 million. Can you come back and play corner for us? Like, I I, I'm sure if you know feelings can be mended um but I agree with you like before Jeff Gladney's passing which is horrific didn't sound like you know Alfred was going to come back yeah Um, it also Jeff Gladney was going to play outside corner with Marco Wilson and it sounded like Byron was going to play slot full-time so like does Byron go back outside? Does Robert Alford then play slot? i They're going to have to work yeah. a lot of this out. I don't know what you do with that. It's interesting.
1: Vance said that they were they were going to expect to see Gladney mostly in nickel packages. So okay. I don't know if he necessarily was going to be one of your starting guys, especially on the outside. You know, to to, to start games, maybe but, not right away. To right, not not right away. Wet. So. Yeah. I, you know i don't know marco wilson looked good today i, I will say that and that was it's one
0: of going to be a fantastic player yeah.
1: um he's just so athletic if he can if if he can put it together he he's going to be a starter in the nfl um but if they can just get somebody that they can rely upon depth wise veteran veteran wise if it's alford because you know i think Al- alford is just a you know a, a above replacement caliber player Right. A, a guy that you can plug and play, but he's not going to win you any games, but he's he's not going to, you know, make a boneheaded, you know, bust in coverage. And, and you're going to be watching a guy, his, his number going to the end zone with Alford. Alford played very well. And I think you can find that. I think that
0: caliber of player. Yeah. Like Alford is available. So. Well, Marco and Byron are both going. I mean, Marco should have a huge jump in year two. We started yeah. every game last year as a fourth rounder out of necessity, but it was a great experience for him. And Byron's in a contract year. Yeah. And then, you know, we talk about having probably the best safety group in the NFL, both of them phenomenal in coverage and Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. Then of course you throw in the aforementioned Isaiah Simmons. Like there are still enough pieces to make good in their back seven when it comes to defending the pass my biggest concern has and will be, how does this team, if somebody just lines up in, you know, I don't know what personnel it is, like just, you know, two two tight ends and just wants to ram the ball at the Cardinals for four yards in a cloud of dust, if Kyle Shanahan comes to town with Trey Lance that when they, when they play head-to-head and just says, we're going to boot you, we're going to run yeah. right at you, who is going to make those pivotal stops? Who is going to apply interior pressure both against the run and the pass? I, you know, if JJ Watt's not healthy, I have legitimate concerns about who that's going to be. Because Chandler wasn't great against the run last year, but he was better, I think, than people give him credit for. And he just commanded so much attention, defensive mm-hmm. or offensively. So, man, I just a lot of questions. But if if the offense is humming like they were in Week One against Tennessee, it does not matter. This defense can be ranked 16th, 17th, 18th, and they'll they'll still be a playoff team that the offense can produce like we expect it to, Bo.
1: Yeah. It was hot out there at OTAs today, and with the summer heating up right now, we want to make sure everyone's safe, healthy. COVID nineteen vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those twelve and older are also eligible for booster. Visit azhealth.gov/slash-find-vaccine for location near you. And with Kyler Murray back at OTAs, back at practice, it's time to celebrate. And what better way to do that than with our new partner. OG's Brands. Yeah, we're talking about OG's Brands. Stop by your local dispensary to grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends over at OG's. Different flavors like blackberry, cream, watermelon. Perfect for the mood that you're in. Uplifting sativa can help boost that for you. If you're interested in trying any of the delicious variety of flavors from OG's that they have to offer, check them out. OG'sBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands.com. On OGs
0: near you oh man man oh man I could use an OG right now <laughs> it's been man it's been a tough couple of weeks the tragedy in, in Texas the tragedy with Jeff Gladney uh it was nice to finally get some positive news with Kyler Murray returning to the Arizona Cardinals for OTAs so both for our last little bit here just your prediction as it relates to when do you think we'll get a contract extension we've had two insiders on this program shameless plug over the last two weeks one said in Iraq before he thinks it gets done sooner rather than later. Yeah, and then Jordan Shorts, our guy, said it could be a little while. So, what's your opinion after today? What was the vibe?
1: Well, I think maybe when we're sitting around after the Fourth of July, they get something done. Because I mean, as you mentioned yesterday on the podcast, you know, Steve Kime, not in the fold, but it doesn't seem to be as ur- the, the the sense of urgency isn't isn't there any longer. Sure, I mean, he missed OTAs. Kyler did last week, but he was there again this week, good faith. And he'll be there at mandatory mini camp, I'm sure. Um, and then be- because it seems like something was said between the two sides right around, was it the draft time where yeah. Steve Kimes said 0% chance that he's dealt. And then Kyler goes on his Twitter crusade and, and shuts a bunch of people up. It seemed right around that time, there was something that was communicated to Kyler in his, in his group that they're going to get something figured out. And now there isn't this sense of urgency. Hey, we got to do something, iron something out. So you're going to be happy and you're going to be a a, a good teammate, and good soldier. So I I don't think that it's going to come within the next couple of weeks. I hope I'm proved wrong just so we can we could we could talk about it. But at the same token, like I think it gets done before uh, probably training camp Uh, more in line with where we've seen a lot of
0: these deals happen. You know, the July, August uh, time time frame everybody's in t-shirts and shorts anyway i mean yeah. that was always my point is like kyler can just go hang out and throw the football around he was moving around pretty well and you know i i did way more than i thought first of all i did not think he was going to show up today but yeah you're right by the time the pads are on even with quarterbacks can hit during practice there's no way he's out there without a brand spanking new deal a bunch of guaranteed money uh i can't wait for it you also should not wait to head over to the phnx merchandise locker Get that banger of a shirt Bo's got on. I'm showing my support today for our PHNX Diamondback co-hosts. I've repping one of their brand new shirts, the Rattlesnake. I love it so much. We're also rocking our PHNX lids, the PHNX merchandise locker just under, I think they're $29.99, steal of a deal. I wear this hat every day. I work out in it. Uh, Shameless plug there. Really? uh Here's another here's another shameless <laughs> plug. Go to gophnx.com for the best articles around as it relates to Arizona sports. Craig Morgan, Bo Brock, Gerald borgay Anthony Totry. so many quality writers you can read right now. Gophnx.com. Become a member. Fifty cents for the first month. Eight ninety nine for the subsequent month. Or you can become a member for the year. Just under what sixty bucks, and you get a free t shirt. Yeah, what's up? Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. yeah. Johnny, uh, you're gonna be off for the next couple of days, right? I am. Yeah, wife and I recently celebrated our our 10 year wedding anniversary. Going to take some take some time off. Um, I like to tout that I, I think I've missed since we lost last August. We launched last August. I think I've missed one show, which was a Friday show, maybe after the the season was over, just because I was so depressed about what happened in LA. But since then, yeah, this is <laughs> this is my baby. But I'm gonna say I'm gonna leave the. My kids and this kid with yeah. my partner in crime here, Bo Brock, and he's going we'll to do a hell of a we'll
1: job. We'll try not to to lose all the viewers, but uh, we've we got a good show on tap tomorrow. Seth Galinas from Pro Football Focus, who just ranked DeAndre Hopkins the third best receiver in the NFL, he's going to be talking about how they came to that uh, conclusion. We know why, but he's going to shed some context to that, some light. Excited to talk about that, and uh, we'll, we'll get
0: Frank Sanders and Damian Anderson back in the fold as well. It's better than uh, Danny Cannell raking Kyler Murray, what the 18th <laughs> or 19th best quarterback, but we, we not digress. It was a joke.
1: You know, I, it's I not remember a long time Danny Cannell wore a ter- turtleneck on ESPN and, and that's what I knew. I don't have to take
0: his, oh, his man. takes seriously. Kyler needs to just be a hired mercenary this, this fall and just taking names left and right, the double middle finger, get your contract <laughs> and then get your Super Bowl. Uh, and everybody here should get subscribed to the PHNX Cardinal podcast be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. We would so greatly appreciate it. Wherever you get your podcast. we are growing here at PHNX. We're having a banger start to the summer. Just had our most productive month to date for the month of May. We want to thank everybody, the outreach, the support. You guys are the best. We do this because of you, because we love you guys, and we can't wait to party this fall when the season kicks off. But uh, I'm going to say bon voyage for now. Bo will be back tomorrow. I will see you guys. The other side, take care.